0: So I saw a video of you getting slimed. Yo. Yo, what does slime taste like? like I've always heard it tastes like (laughs) it tastes good. It's very science. Like it's it's it has like a yeah, dude, it tastes like science. It feels like imagine getting sneezed on by like by Reptar. Like by a dinosaur. (laughs) Like the shit that we see on like Jurassic Park. (laughs)
1: It's your boy, DJ O'Mowski. I'm chilling here with Tony Masson, Waleezy. We have a very special guest. You have definitely heard his voice if you're from New York. Long Island, and probably around the world. He's uh, involved with Z100, iHeart Media, um, Nickelodeon, a bunch of different projects. He's all over the world traveling. It's Maxwell. What's up, Maxwell? Yo, that's a hell of an introduction. Like, I don't think I'm that cool. <laughs> You're definitely that cool. You're
2: definitely that cool. Yeah,
1: you definitely are that cool. <laughs>
0: nah, thanks, guys. I mean, uh, I've been a, I've been a fan. I've been a, you know, watching from a distance for a little bit, and I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I was waiting until I was gonna get the call to be on the show. Like, I was really? sitting around. I'm thinking to myself, like, do I? Re- reach out and, and say something because I think you're,
2: the, you're the first guest to say that usually like i didn't really know who you were and then you guys <laughs> like harassing uh, me and it's like
0: uh, no I, I was like sitting back thinking to myself like should I feel a way that I haven't been what no.
1: <laughs> no, it is? and no disrespect to any of our, all of our guests have been amazing, but we just wanted to build the resume before we got Maxwell. That's all it was. Nah, all good, man. No, glad to be a part of it. Thank you guys for tapping me in,
0: man. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you've seen a couple of our videos. We're into comedy, but also the side of uh, just looking at success stories from the New York market or born in Long Island or born in New York. Uh, but I know you were born in, I think, Cali, right? That's right. Dude, you did your, you did your research. Holy crap,
0: yeah. Damn, I love Wikipedia, it. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, let me know what you want to know, and I'll tell you. But I'm, I'm a transplant. I mean, it's just kind of, uh, you know, been a, a part of just my journey to getting to be a part of the Z100 family. But yeah, born and raised in San Diego, dude. So nice. this is definitely a little bit different than growing up in Southern Cali. But I love it. I mean, you what know, part of San difficult. Diego you're from? So I grew up in a suburb called Mira mesa okay. which is about, um about like 15, 20 minutes inland from La Jolla. A lot of people that make up that neighborhood are, uh, I mean, I guess like maybe Navy brats. I wasn't particularly, but my grandfather was in the Navy. There's a massive naval base. The base um, in San Diego. That's Yeah, yeah that's right there, like kind of in the middle. So, I mean, it was just your typical middle class neighborhood. You know what I mean? Uh, but the access to the beach only being like 15 minutes away, 20 minutes away, that was rad. Not even a lot. That's a beautiful
1: way.
2: thing. But the beaches yeah. are so different. Yeah, yeah
0: so different. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, one of the weirdest things to me. Was uh, you know, getting to learn about the beaches here on the East Coast compared to the West Coast.
2: You got to pay for the beach here.
0: That's what I was gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, right there was when I first had to come out the pocket to go and like sit on the (laughs) beach out here. I was like, what the hell?
2: (laughs) Whatever. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it is what it
2: is. San Diego's a vibe,
0: though, man. I, I had the opportunity to get there a few months ago before quarantine, and that place is just a vibe, man. Yeah, it's amazing. That's, that's the perfect word. I mean, it really is. It's chill. It's uh, you know, it's, it's gorgeous. It's it's 72 and sunny year-round. So, yeah, I was a lucky kid growing up out there, that's for sure. Best tacos I've
1: ever had in my life, by far. <laughs>
0: you know, you guys were joking. I'm sitting here drinking, like, a, a Mexican Pepsi, and you guys are – like, I grew up drinking, like, you know what I'm saying, the, the purest, the sugar cane Coca-Colas and then the Cause that's just—I was right there next to Mexico. You know what I'm saying? So that was. Yes, sir. You're not lying. And the tacos—they definitely are banging in San wow.
1: Diego. I came back to New York and I'm like, shit, bro. Yeah. You can't buy tacos like yeah. that anywhere, man. They no, have that you touch. Can't. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Straight facts. We wanted we want to go into the, the Cali verse New York food a little bit later, but I wanted to talk about because it's nice. I know a lot of people from New York usually take their talents to Cali. We stole some Cali talent in New York and I like that. So you're you're over yo, here. yeah. I wanted to talk about that because I want to talk about a lot of people look up to you and have listened to you for many years and want to know your journey, people who are just interested in broadcast media or just you know love listening to the radio. What was your journey like to get to the spot you're at right now? Where'd it was a start? hustle. Yeah. Like I can't even I can't can't
0: even lie like i actually didn't even really start radio in san diego i went to college uh central california in san luis obispo california which is kind of like right by santa barbara yeah i mean uh you'd think san diego is dope san luis obispo was even that much more gorgeous i mean it was a total using the word vibe that's just what it was there and i was able to crack into radio i want to say like my junior senior year of college a lot of people i think i told we got a mutual friend uh lewis you know what i'm saying so i don't know if he's told you much about what I've kind of divulged to him also, but I grew up, I played college football and I was playing like at the time Cal Poly was, you know, the, the divisions were a little bit different. We were like a one double a, which would be the was FCS now, you know? So yeah. we played against schools like Hofstra, like uh, UC Davis, but anyway, I grew up playing college football or grew up playing football, college football, kind of realized that the NFL wasn't coming looking for like a hundred and, you know what I'm saying? 60 pounds. <laughs> Five foot eight.
2: <laughs> like what I had to change. What I had to
0: you play? I play wide receiver, so I was okay. hella shifty. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I was quick, but but still, dude. I mean, it's just you know when you're somebody my size, my stature in the NFL. I don't know. I mean, man, think that, about
2: it. Those dudes. Patriots might have came after you. you five maybe. Eight. that's what I'm saying. But
0: it's like, but it's squad. like when you got somebody like a Wes Welker, like an OBJ, <laughs> who's like my same size, but can also put on like 180 pounds of solid rock hard muscle and is like running a four two forty. Like that wasn't me. <laughs> I was all right but that wasn't me but um yeah so I started radio there and then it was kind of like always in my mind Z100 has always been the pinnacle when you talk about top 40 radio I mean we for are sure. the we're the New York Yankees of radio which is really rad you know so just like a just like a sports you know team or a franchise you kind of got to work your way up through the farm system so uh having that sports kind of background for me I just kind of followed that mentality, man. It just worked my ass off. I was in California, then I left from there to go and work uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana, for a little bit. Uh, From New Orleans, I bopped over to Lafayette, Louisiana, which is, uh, you know, I mean, kind of like right in the middle of Cajun country. I mean, the University of Lafayette is, they're called the Rage of Cajuns, but that was Mm -hmm. a little weird. Um, (laughs) And from there, from Lafayette, I shot up to Columbus, Ohio where I worked at a station called WNCI in Columbus. Uh, and I was like thick in the middle of Buckeye, you know, country, which was really dope, dude. Anybody who's ever been to Columbus for like an Ohio State football game, you know, it is, a whole, it is, it's everything that you probably see on TV. Like that was one of the dopest experiences of my life was living there and working there. And then from there, um, I moved over to Philadelphia, was working just right down the road at Q102 in Philly. And from Philly, to here in New York is E100. So I've lived quite a few different places, man. Each place I've pretty much kind of touched down for about three years. So it's been really dope to kind of have that growth and that progression. And like a lot of my peers, it's just kind of like a thing that is radio, man. You just got to live a, a nomadic lifestyle. And you got to be ready to move around when the you know when when they call you up to the next level, you know, within the franchise, man. And that's just kind of been my thing. And yeah, I've been here now for about what five years. And yeah. loving it, dude. Z100, I mean, it's, it's, again, like I say, it's like finally getting the, you know, call up from, you know, from Torrey, hey, dude, you're going to hop on the mound and you're going to be uh, playing in the World Series for the Yankees. Let's, let's get it. That's what yeah. Z100 is.
1: Yeah, a lot of people we talk to, whether it's athletes or entertainers or just anyone who's excelling in their industry, I guess, a lot of people look and say, wow, that guy's good. And, you know, I wonder, you know, he probably did a couple of years in radio and kind of worked his way up. But there's like there's so many little details in terms of like like you said, the sacrifice of going from state to state to bouncing around to getting exposure, working overnight on radio and. You know, there's so many different things being uh, accessible and available. And you did all that to get to, your, you know, the New York Yankees of, of radio. I wanted to talk about uh, New York radio because it does seem like it is like the market in terms of radio. Why do you think yeah. that is? is it is because it's the hub of a lot of things in the U.S. and just in general? I think it's
0: just New York is the, is the entertainment capital of the world. I mean, yeah. it's crazy as I travel around and I'll throw this story out as we talk about. And you'll hear me mention throughout our convo today, hanging out with, you know, with Lewis uh when we took a trip you know a couple years back and we were in what fucking croatia and, okay. and france and uh in spain like we were in, we bumped around on a dope little vacation and it was wild because people in those places i don't know if we told you this we were running into people in those cities that we were i'm talking paris france and mallorca like i those are places that i'm visiting we're visiting for the first time that knew of z100 like Man. this shit was wild that's like, crazy it was it was crazy, whether it was maybe somebody who we bumped into who was also like a traveler and just visiting and from the states, you know or uh, if it was just somebody who we met uh, that was a local DJ in the you know in, in split Croatia. like it was it was nuts. like we would go to dinner and you know we would say like, oh yeah, he works on the radio, And people were like, oh, it's like, yeah, I know that. So it's I you know, I think it's just um New York just does that. Everybody knows what new what New York is, no matter where you are on the planet. Everybody knows the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. They yes. know that this is just kind of the city that runs entertainment. So um, yeah, I mean it's just it's it's such an important an important radio station. And that doesn't go beyond me. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's part of the responsibility of working here is you understand kind of that like what when we play a record on z100 it quite literally impacts pop culture Mm. for the world and it's it's nuts man it's it's really crazy
1: yeah and artists you know they obviously respect radio because it's a good relationship i wanted to talk about um you know you know as you're going through this process you're you know you're learning and you're you're getting reps and as we say, it's not just like an athletic term. You're getting reps in, whether it's radio yeah. or anything you're doing. So you're getting a lot of reps in, you know, and then you're doing these interviews. As you were going through the process, what did you notice you felt like, oh, this is easy for me? And then what did you notice you were like, oh, man, this is this is the tough part of either the live aspect or just interviewing people?
0: That's great. That's a good-ass question. I don't think anybody's ever really even asked me that. Um, I think that, like, the most difficult thing was – well, the easy – let's go with this. The easiest thing for me was – I've always been able to feel comfortable speaking. Like, you know, we all get those nervous butterflies. We get that anxious, you know. I mean, that that doesn't – that happens all the time. But still, it always became relatively easy for me to work through that and to just kind of fit in my pocket. So um, – and, again, it's, I, I love music. I grew up just, you know what I mean, loving music. So it, it, that kind of came naturally. But, um, you know, the most difficult thing is uh, – I say that the the reps came in that helped me get better was – word economy and really Mm. taking a message and being super concise about how to deliver it in the small time frame that we have talking in between records and um those kind of things you just really need to practice and do and just get better at so that way you can be as effective as possible within a short time frame or be as funny as possible within a short time frame Uh, because listen the star of the radio station is not me it's not Mo Bounce or Elvis Duran or Ryan Seacrest. I mean, they are, you know, stars, so to say, I'm throwing the air quotes out there, but I mean, the true stars are the, I'm sitting here looking at the computer screen from the studio now, Black Eyed Peas, you know what I'm saying? Dua Lipa, like, you know what I mean? That's when people come to the radio station for the music that they love. And they want somebody to deliver a, you know, clean, concise, entertaining message between their favorite songs. So there's, there's a lot of doing that over and over and over again is, is when you start to become better and you, you know, get the opportunity to really do it at that high level at a station like Z100. I mean, you just got to put the reps in. Yeah. Is that
2: a thing like, I mean, obviously, you're at the point probably a lot of times when you're doing those in-betweens, it's, it's off the cuff. But I mean, Yeah, dude.
0: Like, like um, I'll show off, you guys, like, right you guys are down. getting, like, the inside scoop. Dude. Like, for instance, I'm going to hold up. Like, this is like, we'll, we'll get, like, a, you get the uh, a stat sheet. Yeah, we'll yeah. get, like, a this is for a contest that we're doing. So we'll get, like, a one sheet with bullet points. You know what I mean? And we're talking now about a, a promotion that we're doing, giving away cash. And it's basically, hey, we want to give away cash relief fund. $1,000 12 times twelve times a day. Here's the next chance to win, Z100.com. And it's it's up to us to be able to spice that up a bit. It, yeah, to spice up, to make it fun, to find a way to, yeah, if I'm talking about a Justin Bieber or Drake, for instance, here's a way that I've been trying to do it is recently, I think we all been kind of freaking out that Drake has a $395,000 bed. You know what I mean? So it's, like, so it's like, it's so the way that I try to, you know, kind of get this information about giving away money. If I'm playing a Drake song, is how can I creatively weave in this little bit of pop culture into this, you know, contest that we're doing to make it funny and informative at the same time? Yo, you can win three hundred ninety-four thousand. You know, what I'm saying, uh, you know, times and still not have as much money as Drake's bed. But I've got you know at least one chance for you to get some bills paid, giving away a thousand dollars and. Fifteen minutes on Z one hundred, so keep it here. So it's like it, that's the stuff that you know, kind of comes with with practice, and, and yeah, really just kind of being able to think off the cuff, and yeah, ad lib it, dude. It's yeah. that's that's the thing that we do.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, you know, every radio station, but it seems like they, you know, they're giving you bullet points. What's so cool to, you know, probably feel like, you know, Z100 wants me to, you know, give my own flavor to something and, you know, yes. have that leeway and have that kind of uh, identity into whatever you're reading or putting together. A couple of things I wanted to talk about that I admire about you is that in an interview, like you said, you know, obviously the guest is something that's the focal point, but, you know, when you have the, the interviewer uh, leading a conversation that feels easy and, and flowing and it feels energetic and friendly it just you just get more out of the interview. E, I guess so 100%. I, I feel like what you do so well is that if everyone who comes in i don't even know if you know every single i'm sure you don't know every single person who comes in but everyone feels like you know they're your friend and you create such a good atmosphere for so many good interviews how did that come about is that something that's natural or do you feel like that's just another thing that came with reps man yo
0: well thanks for that first off and that's like that's the ultimate goal for me like I'll, I'll approach every interview the same. It doesn't matter if I'm, you know, sitting in front of Lady Gaga or if I'm sitting in front of a brand new artist that a label is trying to run through that promo gambit. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I want to, well, I mean, wow, man, I don't know if that came, if that was just like a natural thing, but it's just, I just, I just came into, I come into the business and I came into, uh, you know, learning how to do interviews that same exact way. I just figured, why does Lady Gaga deserve any more special treatment than, right. you know what I'm saying, uh, with the first time that I had the chance to sit down and talk to Ed Sheeran? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, because who knows when, first off, who knows where Ed Sheeran's career is going to go. So why shouldn't I treat him just as special as I would treat, you know, somebody who's already established? Because all that's going to do for me in the long run is build this rapport that he's going to feel comfortable coming and talking to me when he does end up winning his eight or nine or 12 Grammys, because we're going to build that relationship from the very beginning of his career. Um, But also it's like, yeah, his story is just as important. So like why shortchange him? You know what I mean? It's like, it just doesn't to me, people who kind of approach interviews a little differently or think that one person now granted I've sitting here and I would be lying to you if I didn't tell you, there are some people who are more influential and more important, you know what I mean? To the game than others. But that doesn't mean that lesser known person is any less important of a person, if that makes right. sense. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So it's like, why, like why, you know, does, I, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't want somebody to treat me that way. You know, yeah. that was kind of the way, even when I think back to like early parts of my radio career, I actually just had a conversation with a friend the other day and she was wondering like, you know, how is it that, you know, you saw yourself getting to Z 100 or whatever. And I said, like, basically I thought when I was in central California in media market, whatever it was talking to you know however few or many people that i was talking to um why do they deserve any less of an entertainment value than the people who i look up to who are in new york or los angeles or san francisco so like let me just give it my my all so you know i'll I'll approach an interview by doing a little bit of research you know what i mean i have help lewis was a big part of that when he was helping me out and hanging out around uh, the studio a bunch and i've got interns that help me get some of those bullet point type things but it's up to me to just kind of take some of that info, listen to the conversation and treat that person, you know, their, their 15 minutes that we're in studio is valuable to them just as it is to me. So why, you know, why, why shortchange them? So, I mean, that's, it's kind of simple when you really think about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Just not overthinking it and making it something where yeah. you're know, putting someone on like a, you know, obviously you, you appreciate their accolades and what they've done for whatever industry they're in, but you don't want to put them so high on a pedestal where you're just not yourself. Yeah, yeah. Or where, or where it makes them feel, listen, they get that all day. And right, especially say, like in yeah. New York,
0: dude, when you talk about somebody, you know, who comes around like, I've had some some of the dopest conversations with John Bellion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's, and a lot of people don't really understand his, his impact on music because he's not the dude that's out there, you know, flashing and shining. I mean, he's just a humble dude from Long Island. You know what I'm saying? He just like kicks it. You know, yeah. but the thing is, is that uh, he's a he's a an acclaimed artist, and some of our best conversations are just us just talking, just like he wants to be talked to. Because he, you know, when he walks into the ninety other interviews that he's doing, it's with people that are you know elevating him and making him feel like he's a godly individual and trying to you know pull for content or some type yeah. of a you know sound bite. And he's a, he's a, another thing is I think a lot of people from the interviewers standpoint fail to realize how just how intelligent musicians and artists are i mean he's he's he can run laps around me when it comes to the mental so for (laughs) me to try to sit here and pretend like i'm trying to be clever to get him to talk about his personal life you know he's gonna he's gonna sense that out uh in a minute and that's where the wall starts coming up and that's where the you know the canned answers and you start checking out but if you just treat somebody like a genuine human being then you know what I mean? You're going to have a, a cool conversation. And if I just so happen to get the information that is, quote unquote, spilling the tea, you know, know, cool. But if not, I don't care. Like, whatever. At least I built a friendship and a relationship with somebody just based off of treating them with the respect that they deserve. I mean, yeah, I mean, it seems kind of, you know, easy when I kind of say it. But there's a lot of people in my position that don't think that way you know, yeah. and it's kind of sad
2: sometimes. You being in, the, uh, you know, in this industry, obviously you come across all these different celebrities, um, you know, big and small, was there ever a time, and obviously you have to be professional about it, you can't be like, oh my God, can I gotta get an autograph, can i gonna
1: can get a picture, out. have you?
2: There's been some times,
1: yeah. I, I was gonna say, what celebrities have you met where you're like, holy shit? Yeah,
0: like, I'll tell you, there's been a, there's been a couple. I'll be, for, I'll be for, like, John was one, because I just knew what he's done for the game, and that he's a very private person, and when I had the opportunity to really meet him and the whole squad and the team, it was reassuring to me to know that everybody was just cool, was like everybody's just cool as shit. You know what I mean? And I was just like, you know, it just was. So he, I freaked out a little bit when I first met him. Um, but when you talk about like some of those icons, I was a little shook. Like when I first had the chance to meet Lady Lady Gaga. Um, let me see who else. Um, J Lo. She's a yo. When I tell you when she looks as beautiful as she does in in pictures as in person. Like, that shook me a little bit because I was like, holy shit, like, you are. And she was She's just the most. getting better
2: with age. So I don't uh, get it. She
0: has Benjamin Button disease. I, like, I don't know what the hell's <laughs> happening. But even, even you know, and, and aside from just the physical looks, she is the most genuine and nurturing and, like, loving person. Like, she sat down and was just like, hey, what's up, babe? What's going on? Yeah. I'm just sitting here to myself thinking, like, like looking around, like, are you guys, is the cameras rolling? Are you guys catching all this? Because, like, and she I mean, she was just a real cool woman. um let me see who was like one more person that I really kind of freaked out a little bit over um you know what I say kind of now I've been I've been in the game so much that I was able to catch a lot of these artists who are now some of our pop icons early in their career so so it hasn't really been that uh you know kind of a a shook moment you know like when you think of artists like Bruno Mars and some of these Grammy award winners like I was I was interviewing them when they were just brand new Yeah. Right. So it was like, they were, they were chill. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, but now entering the game, if I was like to go and have a sit down combo with Jay-Z, I, I would freak out a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, you start thinking about his iconic status in music. But if I had the opportunity to you know sit down with Jay-Z when he was first starting, you know, I, I would feel that much more comfortable. But I'd say for real though, J-Lo was one that I was like, damn, dude. Rattles. My hand was shaking a little bit. Cause I was like, dang. That's my
2: childhood. Good.
1: Yeah. I know you probably have, like, a, a wide range of uh, taste for music because you're in the industry, uh, but, you know, focusing on the, you know, being a, you know, radio personality and entertainer, you know, for us, we grew up, there were some pretty good radio personalities on Long Island. We had, like, Howard yeah. Stern, who's, you know, yeah one of the I best. Thought. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Um, yes. And I- a bunch of different ones. And then, you know, you're running uh, radio right now in our area too. So you're one of the people we look up to, but when you were first starting, who was some of the people that you looked up to?
0: Believe it or not, it was a lot of people that were out here in New York and and on the East coast, because I mean, that's just what I, you know, thought of as big city, you know, even though I grew up in San Diego, which is a massive city as well, but it was, it was like Howard Stern, even though I'm not a a shock jock or, or a talk jock um i knew of elvis when elvis. i was younger just watching elvis duran's career um another like classic and iconic z100 dj like romeo yep. i'll tell you like when when i first got the chance to have like a real ass conversation when he hired me actually in philadelphia and when i had a chance to like have uh, like become friends with Romeo, Bron- like that, that freaked me out a bit i'm like holy <laughs> shit. like shit do you realize like you're romeo on the radio you know what i mean like that kind of shit was that was kind of weird to me but just to know that he was like a cool ass dude um, and on the West Coast, there's a couple of people. Like, there's a dude now that runs morning. He does radio, uh, morning radio on the hip hop station in L.A. Uh, Big Boy. Yeah. Um, he's he's an icon. He had always been kind of like a radio legend to me. And um, let me see. There's maybe like one more dude who I've recently become pretty good friends with over the past like five, five or six years. He does. Uh, he does top forty radio also in Los Angeles. His name is JoJo. JoJo Wright. Okay. And he's been in the game for a while also. So, um, yeah, but I I say, yeah, Howard and Elvis and Romeo, I say if if anybody was my, like, iconic, I want to, at some point in time, take his job, (laughs) it was Romeo. Like, I wanted to be in this position that I'm at now. Like, I just – I thought Romeo – Dude, like, him and Nico had, like, a fucking video game, like, on a radio station. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) when I was young and I was, like, going on to Z100.com and watching him play, like, a video game of himself, I was like – That's the coolest thing ever. (laughs) I gotta ask you because it's bothering me. So I saw a video
2: of you getting slimed. Yo, yo, what does slime taste like? like... I've always heard it tastes like (laughs) it tastes good. They used to drink it at uh, what was that show? Figure Uh, it out. So, uh,
0: so let me see. Um, Basically, hold on. I'm trying to turn off my icons. I'm getting these these bleeps coming through. So, all right. So yeah. So I do work. I do a little bit of work with Nickelodeon also. To give this some context um it started where we had a nickelodeon radio station a part of iheart radio and it was i became um kind of like the the face of nick radio and i started to do a lot of live events i started hosting like double dare events i started hosting we have a big event called slime fest kids choice awards like all those like live event things that happen for nickelodeon um they do an event worldwide day of play you know we go out we do stuff but anyway um getting slimed First off, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like you think it does. <laughs> back in the day, because I actually had to do some research when I actually really dove into and got really immersed in the Nickelodeon family. Back in the day, they did used to, and I'll tell you who I heard this from, is Mark Summers, like the iconic Double Dare. Double Dare, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude is like, he's the coolest dude. He's, he's like the coolest dude ever. I got to do Comic-Con event with him a couple of years back. And I, we were just kind of sitting off to the side. I was like, yo, let me just pick your brain for a little <laughs> bit. And it, it was kind of weird because I was like, you were, I think I at one point I told him, I was like, you were my babysitter for like nine years. <laughs> for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> like for real, for real. But he, I, he, I did kind of ask him some of those, olden, those those golden years of Nickelodeon type questions. And they used to make slime with like a concoction of like pudding at some point, uh, applesauce. There was like, sor- there were some foods that were involved with that. Now, the reason why they don't do that anymore was because, well, one, back in the day, when they were filming the early episodes of Double Dare, they would film like five or six, you know, maybe up to like, you know, 10 shows a day on a sound stage. And when that stuff would, you know, you would slime all the kids and all that stuff, it would make the the sound stage was just, it was wretched. You know what I mean? you, You imagine filming under hot lights and you know you got these food based like
2: rotting and stuff it, okay, yeah okay. yeah
0: so he was like there was times he would tell me he was said like you know bro by the end of like a couple of these days of filming people would want to throw up and vomit because it just it smelled so bad so as like technology started to progress it became more of a like an additive more of a science to what the what it is so I mean it feels like it feels like imagine getting sneezed on by like by Reptar, like by a dinosaur. <laughs> like the shit that we see on like Jurassic Park. It it feels like that. And the taste, it's very just like it's very science. Like it's it's it has like a yeah, dude. It tastes it, like it, science. It, it tastes, right. tastes like yeah, science. I, I like can
2: taste it now. Yeah. I can it? taste it. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yep. It,
0: it doesn't, it doesn't really have but they do make it, you know, fairly ingestible because clearly. You know, there's. It's,
2: it's gonna get in somewhere. It's yeah. gonna
0: get in somewhere, and these kids, they they make it, but it's very much like an additive. There is no, I, he, and I've talked to several people with Nickelodeon. They're not going to ever disclose what actually it is made of. But I'm telling you that, uh, specifically when the last time that Lewis Lewis and I went to a Nickelodeon Slime Fest event, I mean, he can attest to this. Like, there's, they literally make this thing and they bring in, you know, those big giant tankers full of. I mean, there was like. I think at that particular event, we got rid of somewhere close to like 100,000 gallons worth of slime. Holy I mean, I'm shit. I'm talking – they bring in like those big-ass barrels, those clear barrels yeah. that, you know, that you have to raise up on forklifts. And, uh, man. yeah, man, it's, it's pretty gnarly. Shit. It's pretty gnarly. You know? <laughs> so, so that's what slime is like now. But it's still probably on the, cool, on the cool shit meter of things that I've been able to do. Man, easily top three. Easy. That's iconic. That's getting like slime? Yeah. Hell yeah. getting slime. Like if I was to give you guys my list, I would say just like from a career standpoint, when we get to do jingle ball and going out on stage at Madison square garden, like that's number one. Cause that's just like that's... never in my life. would I thought that I would be a guy able to step up on stage to, you know, to do anything, you know what I mean? At Madison square garden. Like that's just dope. Yeah. Um, number two would probably be kind of still staying in the line of like career things being able to like do these interviews and, and be a part of the Z when I'm just kind of all of that encompasses, but uh, a close number three dude is being a part of the Nickelodeon family and like getting slime. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like if ev- everyone I talk to, whether it be us as homies or the dopest of, us, it could be like a, we did an event for Super Bowl one year. And when we were in uh, in Houston and I'm interviewing as a part of this thing, all of these i'm Deion sanders and jerry rice and you know incomes uh you know all of these athletes and they're like bro all i wanted to do when i was a kid was get slimed like that's like everybody <laughs> wants that to i'm telling and that right there kind of shook me because i was looking at these guys being a former athlete like all i wanted to do was run a route against you deon like you know yeah. what i mean like we can switch roles you know <laughs> if you want so yeah, Nickelodeon slime though is dope, it's dope.
1: How <laughs> fun is it being a part of something like Nickelodeon where it's like such a big part of our childhood, like we, us three are just obsessed with like nostalgia we always talk about it and stuff like that. What is? How does that feel, just being a part of something like that?
0: You, you nailed it, dude. I mean, I'm just a big kid at heart. And to be a part of that and to watch, you know, not, not only us as grown ass adults kind of relive that nostalgic like 90s Nickelodeon you know, the, the Are You Afraid of the Darks, the, uh, you know, I got to hold up, like, the aggro crag, like, you know, at one point after, Global like, uh, you know, Nickelodeon Guts, like, when they give you the trophy. Like, doing those things, it even now thinking about it, it sends goosebumps, like, down my spine. I think about it, I'm like, wow, dude, I'm totally, like, blessed and lucky to, uh, you know, to just be a part of that family. And it's it's really cool to see everybody's eyes light up. You know, I mean, whether it's, I'm going and I'm, I've got nephews and I've got like some God kids who are younger, my godsons, and to watch like kids freak out when they see SpongeBob, you know what I mean? And just to know that I'm a part of bringing that joy to them, even just within my immediate family, but also, yeah. I mean, just doing these events where there's adults, you know, there's grown ass men that are, that are parents bringing their sons or daughters to come to an event and the grown adults are just as hyped to get oh, slimed yeah. as the little kid is. I mean, it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's iconic. That, that'll I mean, never get away from me.
2: Until way. I get slimed, never. it's still yeah. sitting there. Everyone's got it's that still, little pit. Like you said, Deion Sanders, we all got it. Until you yeah, get we slimed. We all got it,
0: yeah. And, and the coolest thing is, is going back to even when you think about it, the, the psychology of it all, is going back to what we were talking about earlier with the the interviewing and the, the things that I get to do from the radio standpoint is that we are all, there's something that we can all connect on. And it's up to me. As that person that's on this side of the microphone, if I'm doing an interview with somebody, to find that common thread that allows me to build a conversation around that person's humanity or that person's just normalness, no matter who they are. So if it's an adult that's just a regular Joe Schmo off the street coming to a Nickelodeon event with his son or daughter or with her son or daughter, then it's, you know, we all have that common ground. So we can relate on what it feels like to have, yeah to have watched Rocco's Modern Life or, you know what I mean? You wanted to know, like, why the hell did what's-his-name always come up through the window when Clarissa explains it all? Like, you know what I mean? We, <laughs> all, we, so it's up to me to try to find that common ground, and boom, we automatically have that common – like, so let's just vibe off of that. And what comes out of the conversation off of that is is just it's, – it's Gucci. It's natural. And, you know, and I do the same thing when I'm interviewing any one of these artists. Like, we're all just human. So what is it that we can connect off of? Connect and, and how can I – Let you share your story through my vehicle, um, you know, to let everyone who is a fan of you know that there is something that you are sharing that is just like what they are listening to. There's, there's that common thread and uh, yeah, dude, it's like the, the Nickelodeon stuff is the dopest ever. Like it's dog. dog. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I I, I mean, I'm rocking with, I'll even show you now. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Like, I mean, I don't even breathe this shit. Like, I got my uh-huh. spray
2: ground
0: back Wow. With, like, yeah, dude, with, like, all with the aro ah, Monsters on it and the Rugrats and – Arnold, a. Arnold in the
2: Dogcat. A. Arnold, wow. yeah, Cat dude, dog. like,
0: everybody, you know what oh, I mean? So it's, okay. like, it's it's just that thing that just – you know what I mean? It's it, it, And it also gives me an outlet, um, you know, something different. You know what I mean? I'm always in this top 40 world, and, and for that moment, I can just be a kid and just be like, hey, man, like. Let's just go out and have some fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? That's, that's
2: dope. Some uncommon threads. I just want to, because we're from New York or from Cali. Yeah. What, are your, uh, what sports teams are you root for? So we can get angry up here and jealous probably. Uh, so, shit don't have.
0: so as a kid, I was a Charger fan. I kind of stepped away from the Chargers a bit since we, we don't even have a team anymore. in wow, San Diego That's some bullshit. But um, let me see. Um, I, I'm, really, I'm really loving. I'm a 90s kid. So I'm really loving right now this last dance documentary with, with mj oh, yeah. I, I grew yeah. up in that era and to see all this stuff going what espn is doing with this documentary has been the sickest television the, that i've seen in this whole quarantine crap you know what i mean it's just exactly
2: like, what i mean what all of us seemingly need, right but yeah. i'm talking with people that i didn't even know watch sports people that don't watch sports they're still watching it like it's it's something that's pretty amazing it's for something
0: that's hella dope so i was a bulls fan growing up um let me see and then as i started to get like uh, if I'm talking East Coast sports, like, I, I'm, listen, I'm Yankees over Mets. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm Giants over Jets. I'm going to just keep it a hundred percent real. Like I, those are, those are my squads out here. You know what I mean? I was a fan of, uh, you know, of the, of the one handed helmet catch in the Super Bowl. Like I yeah. love to see that. I hate, <laughs> I, the, I hate the, the Patriots. Like yes. Yes. even yes. now, now scary. I hate the Buccaneers. Now I hate the I, mean, oh, I know. <laughs> Yeah. Let's keep it real. He's caused yeah. too much pain
1: for New York. He's caused too much pain. Dude, too
0: much like- pain. Yeah, man. But, yeah. But those are my, those are my squads, man. I, I mean, I grew up like a, a diehard, like West coast sports fan and, and, you know, and then I became a fan of like some of the icons again, uh, growing up in the nineties. Uh, I loved, I love the Cowboys. My dad is from, from Dallas, or oh, from okay. the Texas area. So he kind of raised me a little bit of a, a cowboy, cowboy fan. Man. also. um, it was, it was pretty cool to watch that dynasty kind of unfold with, Troy Aikman and you know and Emmitt and, and Michael and yeah, like that, yeah. that was really sick to grow up and watch that as a kid uh, and to be a big sports fan. But yeah, what about you guys? Am I am I? You know, what I mean, am I? We're kind je- of right We're on just pace met, with
1: that? but we're just struggling New York fans all around.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we like <laughs> the Knicks. I don't know. We'll keep it there. I mean, oh yeah,
1: oh oh man!
2: Bad <laughs> times.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna let you have that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you because I know we're running out of time a little bit, and and all um, good. Wally's got Ramadan, so he's about to eat in like seven minutes. Uh, but yeah, Max,
2: yeah, that's, that's why he keeps curling his mustache. Yeah, so he gets that's the to close to, if, if he, he gets close to his mouth, food. he's gonna eat he's it. Said, yeah. <laughs> there's like,
1: uh, there's like some crumbs from last night in my mustache. Just like sprinkle them in there. <laughs> Speaking of food, because now that you've uh, you've been on the East Coast in New York, obviously we always bring this up in every interview because we just need to check if you you love the pizza and bagels around here. But yeah. is that a thing or is that not? A yeah,
0: thing? yeah. For sure, um, I've got friends that are from Chicago who swear that Chicago deep dish is like nah, if you have to use a fork to eat a slice of pizza, like go fuck yourself yeah. All right, that's, okay. that that's casserole bro, yeah that's casserole, <laughs> like you know I know I know a lasagna when I see a lasagna, <laughs> like you know what I mean, come on, so yeah, like I really I get down on the pizza out here, dude, um, and I've yeah, yeah, like I'm trying to think of like some of my some of my go to spots we got a, we got a spot out here. Uh, called uh, Salugi 's which is right around the radio station that has a pretty solid pie. Okay. Um, there's some of those places, there's some places in, in, in Brooklyn that like the names are escaping me, but Mo Bounce has taken me to a couple of spots like in his neighborhood where he's grown up, but the pizza out here is way superior. Let's yeah. just keep it real. So, uh, the bagels, um, Essa Bagels is one. I think it was another place that I, that I had uh, a really dope bagel from, um, but see, I'm I'm basic when it comes to my bagel treat, if that means. It. Like yeah. in California, we didn't really have a bagel culture, so I never really got used to like the, with a lot with lots or like a, yeah, yeah that that was. I'm just like yo, just give me something with like a a smear of like some some good cream cheese or something with like some fruity cream cheese on it. So yeah. I really don't know what a proper like you know. But I've had some real. I had some bagels that were that were dope. H and H I think is a really good one, um, but I've I've never really become like a full on bagel fan I,
2: I settled through the locks i think that's pretty yeah. good yeah, I think I
0: think it's like, like i'll be that's i'll be true. honest like i i wasn't one that ever grew up wanting to eat fish in the morning you know what i'm saying yeah like, that's true <laughs> like, that's yeah that's yeah there's like,
1: something not advertising about that yeah there's something,
0: so, like, you know but no this but i mean i like just that that's not my that's not my but a solid a good bagel with like a, a cinnamon raisin cream cheese on it or just like a nice little toasted you know even with just butter like i'm, I'm good with that you know what i mean yeah, yeah. for sure Bur- burritos or pizza Oh, burritos. Okay. Straight up. And here's something that I'm trying to bring to you guys on the East Coast, that I've got this spot next to my house in Jersey City that I've been talking to the owner for, like, ever. And, then like, I'm pretty sure they're sick of me, but it's just become a like regular <laughs> spot. There's a thing that's called a California burrito, which is something I grew up eating my entire life. Well, I'll tell you two things first. Out here and everywhere besides California, it really pisses me off because they call, they call them taquitos. It's different from the burrito, the taquitos, right? You know what a taquito yeah, yeah. is. Oh, hell but yeah. But, it's, but in, in San Diego, they're called rolled tacos. Like, that's just – so that's one thing okay. that's always been a pet peeve of mine is, like, I go everywhere outside of San Diego or L.A. or, you know, even the taquitos. area up north, and everybody calls them taquitos. I'm like, no, they're called rolled tacos. Like, that's just what it is. But burritos over um, – what did you say, burritos over pizza? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: burritos. And there's a there's a burrito – let me get back to this. My bad. Um, There's a burrito called – a California burrito. Okay. Yeah. Which it sounds weird, but it's the this the dopest. It's basically it's a carne asada, like a carne asada meat. You know, you got your typical uh, cheese and, and beans and rice, but you put french fries in the carne asada burrito. Yeah. So you have that, that starch with the with the french fries. Wait, I've uh, actually
1: had that. That's amazing. They, they, yeah, they we, put fries and throw everything on top. Oh my God.
0: But you do that in a burrito. So it's like, you got this burrito with the carne asada, with the cheese, the lettuce, the salsa, whatever it is you put, but then you put French fries french in that fries, and it. Too. And it's like, yo, when you want to talk about like, if you're trying to eat that meal, that's going to put your ass to bed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's the, the California. So I've been trying to tell this cat at the taco spot and he's just like, man, I'm not, like, I don't even care if you come here with your own French fries or, <laughs> or potatoes. Like I'm, but I'm like, yo, that's what everybody is doing. So next time, you know, when all this COVID shit is done, you get the chance to go to California. If you ever make it out there, any taco spot, you get yourself a California burrito. And, like, that is the move. I, I'm, you don't think about it, but there's something about having that French fry, that potato.
2: Thousand percent. So I, I did not go to a place right by, uh, I think it's on San Diego State's campus when I was there. And they put rolled tacos in a burrito.
0: That's, that's what I'm, they, I'm telling you. That's, they go
2: crazy though. That's the crazy next stuff. Yeah. Well, and I'm problem. thinking
0: you might've, I'm trying to think of where there's a, there's a few spots on California, on San Diego state's campus. There's a place like Tr- Roberto's.
2: Trujillo's or something? Tru- yeah. There's like, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah there's, yeah, there's it, like a, yeah,
0: but, yeah. basically like any, you could take like any Mexican name. Like and there's a, yeah, like there's a Roberto's, there's a Juan Berto's, <laughs> Taquito, there's like yeah, it's like you know what I mean, but they're all like you. Everything all,
2: we, every every all the food I had there was insane.
0: So. I mean, I'm telling you, Mexican food is my thing, dude. That that sure. Mexican food is my thing for sure. Sure.
1: (laughs) As we talk about people who've kind of excelled in their industry, you always want to talk about like legacy and what you want to like kind of leave your mark in the game with. You know, hypothetically speaking, just, you know, as you're looking back and you retire in many years, decades along the line, how do you want people to remember you? And, you know, what are some of the things you'd want people to say when they talk about Maxwell?
0: Dang, dude, that's, that's crazy. And that's, that's super cool that you guys asked that. And I, you know, I don't think I've ever really formally answered this question and thought about it a whole lot. But I guess if I was going to say, what I would want people to remember me uh, as is, well, I'm definitely dedicated and driven, you know, someone who worked his ass off, like to, to get to a level in the industry that, um, that I I had thought was a goal and maybe at some times even unattainable, but you know, just the hard work and dedication to be, uh, one of the best, but I still feel like I have a ways to go because there are some other things, there's other goals that I want to still accomplish. Um, but also I would say, man, I really enjoy my reputation with the artists and the relationships that I've built Mm -hmm. with some of these really big top 40 and pop artists that I get the chance to, to interview. And I would love for somebody to look back at a lot of the interviews that I do, a lot of the conversations that I have, or even have conversations with those artists if they get the chance at some point in time. And if they remember that they always felt respected, uh, that they always felt comfortable, that they always felt like they weren't working. If that makes any sense for that 15 uh, or 20 minutes that we're chatting, because that's just one of the things that I really work hard to do especially while i'm in the presence of someone who is is you know of that uh you know that that will i am status or j-lo or lady gaga i mean it's because i i know what they're going through on a you know current day when it comes to press and sitting down and being interviewed so i would like if somebody you know was to say damn that's one guy who didn't you know the treated people with respect he didn't you know uh Try to be, you know, dastardly, or you know, be some kind of a conniving. Let me try to get the heavy hitting question because that's just not who I am. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that would be one of the things that I would, or a couple of the things that I would want people to remember my legacy as is somebody who was, I mean, I, it sounds kind of cheesy, but someone who's just an all-around like good guy. I mean, I just, I, I really just try to put out in the energy or put out the world the energy that I just, I just want people to be treated with respect because that's just the way that I would want to be treated. So um, and listen and have a little bit of fun along the way. I mean for crying out loud it's it's radio it's music like it's not it's not brain surgery you know what i mean so it's just like let's just have some fun that's you know what i mean let's just kind of enjoy let's just enjoy it for what it is you know it's an escape from reality for a lot of people so um yeah those are kind of things that i hope somebody if you know they were looking back on youtube or you know listening to this podcast years from now they're just like yo it's just like this regular dude you know who just loves what he's doing i mean that's that's pretty much what it comes down to
1: yeah. From the conversations I've had with Lewis, I can attest to he's, you know, mimic those same you know qualities that you want people to remember you for. Cause you know, he thinks you're an awesome dude. He's grateful for the opportunities you gave him. And so it was super exciting to have you on and it delivered. You're the man. I'm so happy that you were hanging out with us virtually. Uh, I know it's a Good. weird time, but you know, hopefully I see, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy Danny. Like, I, yeah,
0: it's a little different, but nonetheless, man, like I said, uh, what you guys have been doing has been really dope. Like I've been watching the the natural progression which is super sick yeah. and uh and yeah i mean just even the way you guys put together the show has been it's been it, it feels effortless you know what i mean and it's yeah. like that's it's i think not, that's like I, the dopest thing like i <laughs> I'm
2: not, i don't even do anything but I, I know for danny doesn't sleep many nights so <laughs> yeah you, so,
0: but that's it's super cool that to know how much effort you guys do put into it but it comes off as effortless because trust me i put in hours to try to you know be the best that i can be at all this kind of stuff and if it comes off just as natural um, then that's just that, that to me shows me that like, yo, okay, I, I'm doing my job. You know what I mean? It's, it's Michael Jordan was in the gym for hours upon hours, years, probably perfecting that effortless, you know, reverse layup. Like, you know what I mean? But it's like the way he does it, it's like, holy shit. Like, are you kidding me? So, uh, for what you guys have done, it's just been like, hella cool. And and again, to go back to how we very first started this, I was like, are, are they going to hit me up?
1: You know what I mean? Like, can I be down?
0: You know yeah.
1: <laughs> No, it was like eight mile. I didn't know whether to text you or not. So it's completely
0: yeah. opposite. You guys are, you guys are family now, bro. So whatever you need, however I can help. And when all this clears up too, like get your asses down this way to the city, yeah. man. And and cruise through the Z100 studios. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll bro it out for a little bit because, um, be yeah, I mean, it's your, your, your family. So, you know, that I Thanks. really, I really, really mean that for real.
1: Thank you so much. We
2: appreciate you, brother, Thank yeah. You so much, so much. man.
1: Yeah. Sounds all good. Right. Thanks, Maxwell. It's the warm up podcast. Peace, man.